Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Analysis, discussion. It's the Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K Radio on Twitter. We're today on the podcast going to talk about the a position that maybe uh, many of us haven't discussed, but uh, was, well, popping up as a potential upgrade position, if you will, that the Denver Broncos could be looking at for the 2020 offseason, and that's running back. And we really haven't talked a lot about the running backs this year, but we're going to get into that today on the podcast. But first, our friends over there at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, just a hop, skip, and jump away from Coors Field. 70 Colorado beers on tap, 100 Colorado distilled spirits going up there. A lot of great stuff over there for, of course, uh, great fare and uh, that rooftop. Tremendous views, of course, over there at Tap 14. You can find them on the web. That's tap14.com, tap14.com. So let's uh, start with the, I don't know if rumor or report, if you will, is maybe the best way to put it, but uh, Mike Kliss and 9 News throwing out that the Broncos could be looking at running back in free agency, of course, this trying to bolster the offense just a little bit, uh, and particularly with uh, you know this running game, you know, you, you have a solid option in Philip Lindsay, but of course you're always thinking about Philip Lindsay's health and his durability. And you have a guy in Royce Freeman who I think for the most part has been, oh, what's a good way to put it, uh, adequate in his time with Denver. But I don't think anybody looks at Royce Freeman and says, wow, that is going to be a three down big time back in the NFL. So that's where I think a lot of this is now. Uh, could you add a, a position player who really either A, becomes the bell cow in which in Pat Shermer's offense, you know, Philip Lindsay moves to more of this dual threat type, kind of like a, a Christian McCaffrey where he's catching passes out of the backfield, or do you want to just add a, uh, what I call a one-tool running back, uh, somebody who would be able to absolutely be a bona fide goal line option or a speedster out of the backfield, maybe somebody a receiver as well too. So I think there's a lot of ways that you could look at it if you're the Denver Broncos and where they want to go. Now, uh, look, it's not an absolute necessity, uh, per se. It's not a position that the Denver Broncos are going to be absolutely looking to bolster like they need to at the offensive line, like they need to at cornerback, uh, wide receiver. There are a lot of other positions that are absolute holes. So consider this, if more, a luxury situation. And when it comes to... The Denver Broncos and what they are trying to add on a luxury look when you try to add on offense, uh, of course, the whole dynamic of what you need to put together uh, is, you know, you're building around Drew Locke. That is obviously number one. And you're looking for playmakers, you know, and I think that's where the Broncos offense has 
been a bit starved ever since Peyton Manning left is, you know, Peyton made other players playmakers. Now you have this Broncos offense in 2016, 17, and 18, 19, where, look, the quarterback was obviously inadequate. But Demarius Thomas was more tailing towards the end of his career. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders dealt with a lot of injury issues. And I think you're starting to see the offense now. They've bottomed out, and they're starting to rise back up the hill. You know, you're going to get ebbs and flows uh, with with a uh, NFL offense in general, as, of course, the salary cap generally very difficult to balance uh, a great offense all the time unless you have that franchise quarterback. I think you're going to see this Denver Broncos team Back on the up is is maybe a good way to put it because you have some real weapons and some skill players, and maybe the best way to put it is you've got a lot of talent. You've got Cortland Sutton, who looks to be a top 10 wide receiver in the making, if not already there. You have Noah Fant, who physically gifted as a receiver is gifted, and you know what? Made some plays for the Denver Broncos last year. You've got Philip Lindsay, who look, everybody has already seen the talent that Philip Lindsay could put together as a thousand yard rusher in back to back years. And this is one of those teams who, you know, with a young quarterback now, you could see them all come into their prime at the same exact time, which, uh, you know, and, and I talk about this very lightly, but very Golden State Warrior-esque, you know, and I don't mean they're going to be a dynamic offense and a dynasty or anything like that, but my point being is that you see, you know, uh, other sports teams like the Warriors where they had all their great young talent come into their prime at the same time, and Denver could be that same, and that's where I think you look at the idea of, hey, maybe adding one or two more pieces at the running back position and or potentially wide receiver as well, too, and really a wide receiver is going to be your biggest need on offense along with offensive line but yeah why not let's see if they can look at a running back and let's see about the names as well too because these are going to be of course important things to consider of who's available now let's start in free agency where that's going to be your most important uh, viewpoint when it comes to adding a veteran first if that's where Denver wants to go now obviously the Big prize is Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry at 26 years old, coming off a terrific season, and Henry is really breaking out to become one of the premier backs in the league. And for the Titans, he is an unrestricted free agent. Uh, Kenyon Drake from the Arizona Cardinals, an unrestricted free agent, playing about 57% of the snaps for the Arizona Cardinals, making junk change. He's going to get a bit of a payday. He also is 26 years old. Uh, the LA Chargers ended up locking up Austin Eckler on a nice little deal, so that uh, they will keep the restricted free agent with the Chargers for a while. Of course, the hometown kid, good to see him get paid. And uh, some of the other high, at least uh, bigger names in free agency, Melvin Gordon, Carlos Hyde, uh, potentially Frank Gore. I mean, the guy still is just still ticking. It's unbelievable to see him this effective this late in his career. Uh, and I want to focus in particularly on Melvin Gordon, a guy who, look, is not going to get the, I think, guaranteed money and the big contract that he was probably hoping to get a couple years ago, this being his, uh, I believe this will be his second big contract at 27 years old, a unrestricted free agent now, 
played about 40% of the snaps. And, you know, for, for Melvin Gordon, injuries have been an issue to start his career. I still think he could be a very effective back, a very a versatile back in uh, about 4,200 yards on 1,000 attempts. That's good enough for that 4.0 average with 36 touchdowns to go with it. And, you know, if you, you talk about an offense and how they can really turn the running back into a, a, a big-time player, you know, we've seen this done before where specialized guys can really thrive. You know, we saw this with uh, uh, Devonta Freeman and, and Michael Turner in Atlanta for a couple of years. You know, we've seen uh, Christian McCaffrey really break out as a big time back uh, for the Carolina Panthers. And, you know, guys who are maybe a little bit, and I don't mean this is a slight, but the offense really amplifying their success. And this is where Pat Shermer, I think, could really take a guy who maybe is not, you know, a, a superstar back or somebody who has looked like a dominant, versatile back and could really turn them into a big-time player. And I think this is where Philip Lindsay's name comes in, but you're going to use him in a different role. So now maybe you are looking for a more traditional running back. But certainly there are a lot of great names in free agency. I mean, we were talking about some names that 20 years ago you would have killed for. And, of course, the NFL has changed a lot. But to say that Derrick Henry, Kenyon Drake, and Melvin Gordon, all free agents this year, that is a really, really nice crop of running backs that the Denver Broncos could dip into and start to spread the wealth. And again, just in general, make the running back room better because they are trying to upgrade at the position, it appears at least from multiple reports. And uh, look, if you are if you have an opportunity to bring in a guy on the cheap because running backs don't get paid the same amount as they usually do anymore, why not? Why wouldn't you look that way? And I tell you what, you have some opportunities here uh, along in free agency, but also coming up in the NFL draft as well, too. Of course, you can check out the Broncos Blitz podcast. It's presented by our friends over there at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street, just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. And, of course, well, a lot of the great stuff up there on the rooftop, but the Tavern Fair is just tremendous. Go on up there to Tap 14 on the web. That's tap14.com, tap 14 all right, let's get into the draft at this position and review the running back class. That's next. Welcome back to the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by our friends over there at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Just a hop, skip, and jump away from Coors Field. 70 Colorado beers on tap and 100 Colorado distilled spirits. All right, so we've been talking about the running backs and potentially Denver looking to add to that room this year. And maybe that's in the form of a, a dual back. Maybe that's in the form of uh, a potentially a bell cow. Who knows? Uh, and it is actually kind of interesting to hear Denver potentially being in the market for a running back because you, you immediately think, well, they're shored up and they've got two guys who I think they believe in. But certainly, look, if you can uh, dive into potentially a big-time talent who maybe gets pushed down in the NFL draft all of a sudden, you may be looking at some serious value because they were pushed down by other skilled position players, obviously the top crop of the draft and quarterbacks and wide receivers and so on and so forth. So you start to look at this NFL draft and how it could break down. Uh, I think most people believe that Jonathan Taylor out of Wisconsin is the top running back, a guy who, look, saw a lot of carries, 
uh, at Wisconsin, but certainly known as one of the best. Um, that's coming out in the class. Uh, a versatile back who can really be your bell cow. And I, I don't know if this is going to be something that Denver looks at because now you're talking about really diving into a, a serious asset for a position that I don't know if you need to be dedicating that to. So let's take Jonathan Taylor out of the mix. DeAndre Swift, J.K. Dobbins, kind of the the next two along with Cam Akers out of Florida State are, are, are backs that I think you know people are going to like in that second round. Again, I think this may be a position that demands – I don't know if it demands a second-round pick that high of an asset, although I will say this. If a guy like a Cam Akers maybe falls a little bit or you start to see the Denver uh, Broncos want to you know, use a lot of their later assets to trade up. You know, again, they've got so many picks this year that you can't expect them to walk away with 10, 11, 12 prospects if they were to trade down and acquire more picks. It's just not logical. And if you have the opportunity to stay uh, where you are but use some of those assets to move up, why wouldn't you? You know, why wouldn't you try to, you know, if you've got a guy that you like, you know, maybe a Cam Akers falls out of Florida State and you say, okay, well, we like this kid, uh, 5'10", 217, uh, a guy who, you know, could come in, uh, help us out, ran for over 100 yards in in half his games last year and, uh, you know, really could boost the room. You know, make that room solidified. And again, this is a little bit of a luxury, but we're also talking about a draft pick who, you know, again, maybe you're you're spending a an extra fourth and a fifth to go up into that third round to get this guy if he falls that far. Maybe, maybe that's what you do if you're the Denver Broncos. Because again, I, I look at the NFL draft for this year particularly. This year for the Denver Broncos particularly, in a in a situation where Denver needs to grab talent. Okay. In years past, they had so many holes that they had to fill from, you know, look, they've been trying to fill offensive line holes for forever, <laughs> it seems like. A wide receiver, uh, running back before Phil Lindsay got to Denver. Uh, you know, they, they've obviously been looking for a quarterback for so many years and defense and trying to bolster that. And, you know, you kind of almost took this quantity approach, if you will, saying, hey, we're going to take 10, 11 guys. You know, hopefully seven or eight of them stand out. Of course, there's going to be a, a few of them that just don't pan out. It's the NFL draft. There's no science to this. So the idea is that, hey, let's take as many darts as we can and let's throw them out the dartboard. Okay. I think you need to take that model or that strategy, that mindset, that thinking, and now flip it the other way and say, hey, it's now time to talk about the idea of let's go after quality and not quantity because you have the ammo to move up and you say hey maybe we move up in the first round maybe we trade back into the first round we use our second round pick and then we take a third round pick and then maybe we trade back into the third round pick Denver's got a lot of assets this year and maybe we only walk away with four or five draft picks this year in the NFL draft but you know what if all four or five of those guys become studs for the Denver Broncos that is huge for them in solidifying positions that they need a bona fide option at. You know, wide receiver, offensive line, uh, 
Uh, you could be looking at the defensive line as well, too, if they don't end up moving uh, forward with Derek Wolf or Chris Harris, uh, excuse me, Shelby Harris. Uh, we talked about secondary. Chris Harris Jr. probably not coming back. Are they going to dive into a Prince of Mukamara? Maybe. Or could they be looking also at the draft? But then maybe most importantly, of course, too, to the discussion today, at least on the podcast, is could you be looking for another playmaker at the running back position who maybe plays a dual back situation? Who knows? There's there's a lot of p- potential here for Denver. The most important thing, at least in my eyes, is Go get that quality and say, hey, we want to pick up a guy who is going to be a playmaker for us. It's not the take a million darts and throw them at the bar, at the dartboard. This is taking the quality and moving up and selecting one of those guys. Now, maybe it's somebody who, you know, uh, has been able to become a, a, a absolute stud in college. Uh, a guy like Zach Moss, you know, six yards per carry back in 2019. I mean, that's pretty darn good for Utah. A guy who, uh, four six five forty. it depends on how much you, you like the 40 times, little undersized, uh, more of a kind of a bowling ball type, but certainly there are medical concerns as well, too. Maybe a little bit later as well, too. Uh, J.K. Dobbins. I mean, there, there are going to be a lot of names, I think, that you're going to see that the Denver Broncos could be interested in. So certainly it's going to be a fun time to watch where Denver goes with their luxury position. You know, it's funny. We've never really talked about luxury positions a lot on the podcast because we've always been focused about what is really the the necessity. Uh, Wide receiver, lining up next to Cortland Sutton, at offensive line, which... You could argue three of the five positions uh, really need upgrading. The defensive line is now going to be a real discussion, as I do believe they're going to move on from now Shelby Harris and Derek Wolf. I, I don't know if Adam Gotsis comes back, and I don't really know if Adam Gotsis coming back really moves the needle for that position. So certainly that's going to be a focus. Does Denver dip some assets into that in free agency or the draft? So it is not kind of nice to talk about the luxury positions and the playmakers that could be playing in Denver next year. And uh, look, certainly, I think, you know, if you're a Denver Broncos fan, you may have some uh, drooling going on with the idea of, well, what happens if a DeAndre Swift or a Jonathan Taylor were to fall? You know, because, again, running backs are not projected like they used to be, you know, unless you have that one guy that that. Ezekiel Elliott, Adrian Peterson, Saquon Barkley, where you know this guy's a stud. This guy is going to be an absolute bona fide monster for years and years and years. That's what we looked at it with Saquon Barkley, and that's why the Giants spent the fourth overall pick for him back a couple years ago. And so, you know, if you're the Denver Broncos, you're you're looking to add to the position, but I don't think you need that bell cow. But boy, it would be nice to see simply one more playmaker because I would love for this Denver Broncos offense to morph into a Drew Locke being able to... Kind of like a Kansas City situation that they've had in years past where anybody he throws to or anybody he hands the ball off to can make a play in the open field, and then there he goes. Yards after the catch, yards per carry, and really uh, uh, making it easy for the kid out of Missouri to start to execute. But I tell you what, if the kid can execute at times and have an offense behind him that really is explosive – 
Look out. This is a Denver Broncos team that could be looking real nice on offense in, uh, potentially next year, if not two or three years down the line. Because, again, we start to go down the ages of the Broncos roster, and they are all coming into their prime, uh, particularly on the offense, at least, when I describe that. you know, and, and that is something that is really, really attractive if you are a Broncos fan, because now you're saying, okay, well, maybe these stars are aligning for Denver to, for the first time since, what, 2014, say that this is an offense that you can really get behind. We're talking about Noah Fant at the age of 22. We're talking about uh, Drew Locke at 23. Uh, you know, again, your core players are growing into they're prime. The Royce Freeman is 24. Cortland Sutton is 24. Uh, even if you want to add some of the uh, one of the backup tight ends, Troy Fumigali, 25, who made some plays for them last year. Philip Lindsay's 25. So now all of a sudden, if you're 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 getting into this point where your core offensive players are playing for so many years together, they start to to get that chemistry, that that unteachable just mojo that you have with each other and allows you and you hear this you hear this term often is they get to play faster you know and 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 what that means is you know when you get to play faster you essentially get to play without any hesitation and or concern for what you're trying to accomplish Football is a very complex game, and, and honestly, I'll equate it to anything else. Uh, accounting, okay? If you are an accountant and you start to uh, start a new job, and there's a new system, you know, you're you're checking your T's and 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 dotting your I's, and you're you're making sure that everything is put together correctly and um, appropriately because you don't want to screw up. But then. You, know, you get two, three weeks on your, uh, you know, under your belt, and you start to get a little bit more familiar. And before you know it, a year down the line, you're doing the job at three times faster than when you started because you're just more familiar and you know exactly where you need to be, what you need to do at what time. And football players are no different. And so this is where you know, and this is one of the things you don't see on a box score. And you don't see until you start to watch these guys closely and talk to them and, and realize the understanding that, you know what, this game is complex. And when you have an opportunity where continuity becomes a thing, and I think that is very much in potential line for Denver to capitalize off of because you have these guys all at this age – this is very exciting, I think, if you're a Broncos fan. I think you look at this and you say, wow, there's a lot of opportunity for this Denver Broncos team to potentially build a core now that looks like a bona fide stud offense two, three years from now. And that's why I think this, you know, the discussion of running back, you know, maybe is a luxury but something to really consider because, again, having dual threats out of the backfield and be able to lean on the running game is nice. Um, but also Denver has a bit of a, oh, I don't want to say it's a handicap, but it's certainly something to think about when you have a guy like Philip Lindsay because of the durability situation. While, yes, I think Philip Lindsay's an absolute tough guy. Uh, look, anybody at any point in time can get hurt, certainly. So to have depth 
is a nice thing. So certainly going to be interesting to follow moving forward. Of course, it's the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by our friends over there at TAF 14, 19, 20 Blake Street. Just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. We are all done for the podcast. Of course, you can check out the radio show as well, too, every single day, 3 p.m., Monday through Friday. That's on the Mountain Standard time zone. So if you're on the East Coast, 5 p.m. And, of course, you can watch it online and listen online as well, too, at MileHighSports.com. That's MileHighSports.com. And, of course, always on Twitter as well, where you can follow me for more Broncos news and our podcast. And hopefully, if you like the podcast, you give the podcast five stars on many of the providers that we have iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher, Spotify, and the many great places that you can find this podcast. Follow along as we continue on through the offseason. Of course, the running backs, the topic today, but certainly we're going to be getting into the defense here in the near future as well, too, because, look, Denver adding, of course, A.J. Boye, and, well, they could be looking now at the trenches as well, too, because Derek Wolf, Shelby Harris, will they still be Broncos? not looking likely but we'll see things change very very quickly and we'll discuss that on upcoming podcasts be sure to stay tuned of course to the broncos blitz podcast the podcast from mile high sports you can find more info at milehighsports.com that's milehighsports.com later y'all to listen to previous versions of the broncos blitz podcast visit milehighsports.com or subscribe to the broncos blitz wherever you get your podcast